You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. The time is 8.04. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and Mark Teresi, assistant to the rector, which happens to be me, for planning development of the cathedral. How are you doing this morning, Mark? Very well. Beautiful day. Beautiful, Beautiful day. day. I, hard to believe that uh, Memorial Day weekend is over. May is just about over, and hopefully we pray to God that things start opening up slowly, but we pray for those who have contracted COVID-19. Those who have died, 100,000 have lost their lives to this virus in the United States alone. We pray for the families who have lost loved ones. But uh, our phone number 312 312-255-8408 here on Catholic Chicago. Great program lined up. A tremendous priest, Father Richard Fragamini, is the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii, adjunct faculty member in the Department of Religious Studies at DePaul University, and a member of the Faculty of Catholic Theological Union. In addition, Father Fragamini, to his teaching duties, gives presentations around the world on liturgical, sacramental, and catechetical topics. And we'll be talking points about pilgrimage and virtual technology. And Father Richard Fragamini, welcome to the program this morning. How are you, Richard? Good Good morning, morning, Greg. Good morning, Mark. Thought of you, Mark, at the Easter Vigil that didn't exist, How really. Can I, and can I give you an update on Marty, who was so involved in that vigil because <laughs> yeah. of you with music? He and his wife, Shannon, are expecting daughter number four on Sunday. Oh, isn't that wonderful? On Sunday? Sunday, yeah. They're wow. Gonna, they're going to induce on Sunday. Amazing. If three... That's lit- Pentecost Sunday. What yeah. a great day to be born. How about that it? That is How amazing. And then, now, uh, Richard, you have been with the Archdiocese of Chicago. You came here in what year? 1990, actually, I was uh, recruited uh, by um, Catholic Theological Union in Hyde Park, and uh, my bishop, uh, Bishop Howard Hubbard from Albany, put me on special assignment here to teach, and I've been teaching here ever since. But when you came here in 1990, wasn't it originally meant for maybe three, four, five years? It was originally. It was a kind of, he said to me, the bishop said, uh, see how you like it, see how they like you, <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll go from there. And so here I am. <laughs> and now 30 years already. Yes, it has been. Amazing. Well, you have it's such a tremendous reputation, outstanding priest, outstanding homilist, lecturer. Thanks. Uh, you're always filled with such enthusiasm yep. and joy. Uh, do you ever get tired? Um, <laughs> I don't. I'll be honest with you. I really don't get too tired. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I don't get too tired. Maybe it's the... Uh, the supplements I take. <laughs> it could be. I mean, it, uh, no, let me ask a side, sidebar. Do you work out? I do. I, I, I've been exercising, actually, just walking mm-hmm. um, uh, every day for about 45 minutes oh, an hour good. around the neighborhood here. Okay. Because I live in the near west side near the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii, the old Italian historic neighborhood. Yeah. And so I just walk around, uh, Greg. And I've certainly been praying for you, too, uh, Father Greg, uh, at the passing of your mom. 
Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much, Richard. Yeah, May she really... rest in peace. How old was, was your mom? Mom was 97. Wow. Mom was 90. God bless. Had mom all those years. And uh, I have to be honest with you and with Mark and the listeners. Mother's Day was hard. Yeah. I went to St. Albert Cemetery. I stood in the rain uh, with an umbrella and cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, hard, the first one is very hard. And, yeah. uh, and even though, even though but it's interesting, I've had more people say to me, if your mother were living right now during COVID-19, you may not be able to visit her. Exactly. She was yeah. at home with a caregiver, but I'd be afraid to see mom and give it to her. And if she did pick up the virus, she'd be in the hospital, sure. and I couldn't see her. <clears throat> and even be, that would be awful. But uh, now your mother lived to what age? My mother was 94. God That's, yeah. So God bless her. She so. died six years ago. Six um, years ago. And, and, Mark, and Mark, is your mom still alive? No, no. My parents both died young. My dad was 59. He died huh? about 30 years ago, and my mom was 70. So. Yeah, wow. I always say that when you lose a loved one, especially a parent, a part of you dies, and the more you love someone, the harder it is to say goodbye. Yeah. It but don't true. you feel like they're still with you, though? I mean, they're in a, in a, in a different in inspiration. Way. Exactly. In but I pray to my mother every day. In fact, I found the first couple of months instinctively wanting to give my mother a call. I'd call her every day a few times and move toward the phone yeah. and say, hold it, what am I doing? Exactly. And I would yeah. pray to my mother. So, well, listen, tell us, Richard, what is happening? First of all, thank you for your prayers and uh, about my mother. Because yes, she's gone now a few months, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, back too? in January. Yeah, yeah but it's wow. already been now four plus five, months. Five, wow. Yeah, five four, four and a half months, and it's gone by. And, it, uh, and here's the interesting is that mom died in January, and on March 15th, this whole COVID-19 started, yeah. stay at home. Yeah. So I think for all of us, it's been just a very tough year. So let me ask you this, Richard. Yes. How has the whole <clears throat> coronavirus affected you, your ministry, the work at Our Lady of Pompeii? Yes. Well, the, the shrine, very much like every other uh, institution, parish, or Newman Center around the archdiocese, we're pretty much closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the only time I go over there is to record these um, Sunday. I do a Sunday liturgy of the Word. I've mm-hmm. been watching you with your little mask on uh, the <laughs> cathedral masses on on on, on, uh, on television, uh, Greg. Mm-hmm. But um, the, um, the so the shrine remains closed. I go over to do a liturgy of the Word. We record. Uh, our deacon, the Augustinian deacon, Dan Madden, whose ordination has been postponed indefinitely. Oh, wow. um, uh, he comes and he proclaims the gospel, and then I give a homily. And so I've been doing that. And then we have these things called medical of the moments at the shrine. <laughs> these mm. are uh, Wednesday midweek meditations. So this past week I gave a meditation using my face shield, which we'll be using when we give communion for phase two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so I went through the whole box that the archdiocese gave every institution, a, a box of cleansing, you know, materials. And you know, I that. actually put the uh, that face mask on yesterday, the shield. Yes, it wasn't as bad as I thought because it straps around your head, right? And it's a clear plastic you can see through. It gives you sure. a full view. It gives you a full view. And well, uh, I have to be. I have to tell you a funny story. I there's a blue. There's a blue. Um, film that is over it when you receive it. I thought that's how it was. I did, too. <laughs> and so I was wearing it with the blue film, and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I, I put it on, too. I said, man, this is difficult. I said, Dedic- I, I'm really having trouble reading here. Dedicated to Mary. <laughs> yeah, and I thought to myself, God, this, if this is the way it is, I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm in trouble here. And by the way, Cardinal Supage is doing a marvelous job with the masses from the cathedral. Oh, he does. His homilies, he hits a home run every week. And, and you 
you do it all in a half of an hour. 2830 to be exact. Well, let's, wow. That includes music. Well, let's do this. Let's take a little break. Um, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Richard Fragamini. Richard, when we come back, I'd be fascinated to talk to you about technology and how it's impacting uh, your life, both as an educator and as a celebrant. We'll be sure. back in a few minutes. Great. Thank you. in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, telephone number 312-255-8408 with Father Richard Fragamini. Richard, as you look at your role as educator at CTU, but also as pastor, can you um, give us some idea of how the virtual technology has impacted your world? Yes, I mean, I, I believe that the virtual platforms that we use uh, at DePaul and at Catholic Theological Union, even here at the Shrine, we're basically using the Zoom platform, but there mm -hmm. are others. These technological platforms have kept us intact. Mm -hmm. uh, apart from the TV, which is very difficult and very expensive to use, which is a form of technology and is being used, for instance, by the Archdiocese on Sunday mornings mm -hmm. with 
with the Eucharist uh, celebrated by, presided over by the Cardinal, these uh, technological platforms have kept us together. Yeah, true. I, I mean, uh, the, the, the live streaming platform that can be done with Facebook, for instance, or Zoom, which we had with meetings. Uh, this is how we're teaching at DePaul University. I have 40 students in a class uh, this, this spring, uh, spring quarter, and it's all on Zoom. Now, how Even does that work? How does that look for you? Do you have a screen with 40 pictures? Or? Um, well, uh, at, 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 at the way I've done it is that I've broken up that class of 40 into, 10, t- into two sp- for four groups of ten. Oh, okay, okay. So you, so you can be very, very creative how you put this together. I meet with a group of ten for about 45 minutes. Then I put them into a breakout room where they continue the conversation. They record the conversation, upload it for me to watch later on. Oh, my God. So that I have contact with these students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this has held together our communities, these technological platforms, for which I'm so very, very grateful. Did you um, get training, or did you just have no, good instincts? I was baptized by necessity. <laughs> so then, are you pretty computer illiterate? I, I am pretty. I, I, I've learned an enormous amount out of necessity at mm-hmm. this point, Father mm-hmm. Greg, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been it's been fine. I am now quite literate with at least with the Zoom platform. There's a variety of others. There's Google, Google Meet. There's a variety of other ways people are using the technology but it's basically the same idea right it gives us a chance to be together when we are apart yeah it is certainly uh <clears throat> not the same and but certainly better than nothing it's um it's I'll, I'll be honest and say as i'm doing this now for like eight weeks already at the depaul school and and we had to finish our courses at ctu on zoom as well mm-hmm. i've gotten used to this it's kind of uh, it's kind of becoming, if you would, a presencing of people that I would have never expect could yeah. happen. Well, yeah, That's we, interesting. We have family celebrate. We've celebrated our uh, via Mary, Zoom. Yeah, Mary's birthday, Mother's Day, and on Mother's Day, our son Matthew and his wife announced they're expecting. You know, I mean, oh, it, wow. you wish you could hug people when that's happening, but at least to your point. Uh, Richard, it keeps. But you know, us Richard, together. you really have to, like I do. I miss the community gathered oh, around sure. the table of the Lord. I mean, right. be our, this is coming up to be our twelfth weekend without celebrating liturgy with our with our people. Exactly, the twelfth weekend. Who, you know, when you think about it, who would have thought that March fifteenth would extend until the end of May, and we're still not quite there yet. We're going to begin with the cathedral this weekend, opening for weddings baptisms and funerals for 10 people each mm-hmm. exactly for maximum 10 six feet apart in fact we figured in the cathedral i'm not sure about uh, our lady pompeii if we do the every other pew six feet apart social distancing our capacity of 1200 is now right. roughly 275 right so which we're, we're talking a loss of over 900 places but and we're even a way of getting when to you that say number 275 you mean when you open up for phase two well, now maybe phase three, four, five, yeah. uh, because the thing is, we'll start with ten, but then we have to find out from uh, moving down the road when we do begin liturgy, does ten get bounced up to let's say fifty or a hundred? It's right. not going to be just okay. Open up your doors and have people come right, in. Right, right, right. And uh, and the same thing will happen with Our Lady of Pompeii. But you're right. Sure. There's a technology. I'm actually 
I'm still a computer moron, and I'm happy. <laughs> but I have right. great help from Lori and others from the cathedral and Mark to help set me up for Zoom. And you know, it's it's you really at least get the chance to to be with your people. In fact, right. Mark, take us to break here. Okay. <laughs> We're going WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. When we come back with Father Richard Fragamini, I'd like to ask about, as priest to a community, how is your priesthood being affected by this time away from the folks? And we'll be back in a few. nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here as we always have been with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago on your dial, 312 8408, there is no more dial, sorry. <laughs> it's not a I still dial. like that phrase. Yeah, I know. Don't touch that dial. I know. Father Richard Fragamini, uh, I have many, many friends who are priests, and the bottom line summary comment would be they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do you, how do you see this uh, pandemic impacting your priestly ministry? That's a good I, question. I, I, I have an unusual ministry as a professor and the rector of a a small Marian shrine for the Mm -hmm. archdiocese. I don't serve as a pastor, but Mm -hmm. my pastor friends, Mm -hmm. the word that I keep hearing from them is stranded. 
There's a sense of being stranded from a community, as as Greg was mentioning, the human contact experience. Mm-hmm. I like and that so, word, stranded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in fact, I heard it also from a student at DePaul when we were closing down the classroom uh, in uh, March, um, actually, I think it was March 13th or so was our final class. Mm-hmm. I opened it up to the students in the classroom. There were, again, about 40 in the classroom, close, close quarters, like we were... And I asked them what they were thinking, and I heard the same word from one of the students. I'll never forget, Sam. And then I heard it from a couple of my priest friends. There's a strandedness about it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's causing us as clergy to kind of re-envision ministry. Um, You just had a little advertisement with Todd Williamson, who is a graduate of Catholic Theological Union, Mm -hmm. actually, um, who is going to be interviewing the cardinal, and, and they're going to be talking about how, in the midst of this pandemic, ministry to the poor and those in need is also changing complexion because of the circumstances shifting. And uh, so I don't think it's, I think it, the, while in the middle of being stranded, I think it's causing us to be creative. What does it say? Necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. So we're inventing new ways of outreach, um, uh, here at the shrine, for instance, we have our pastoral associate. He calls them. Uh, he calls them phone, uh, phone ministry, uh, mm-hmm. phone visitation ministry. Mm-hmm. We're I doing think that he too. Calls it. Yeah, and that's a creative outreach that we're doing to stay in touch with folks. The thing that I feel the worst for are brother priests in the archdiocese who live alone. See, I'm blessed yeah. the cathedral, with, including the cardinal. There's ten of us. And yeah. we socially distanced at all times, including meals. But, you know, I can think of priests in archdiocese who live in rectories by themselves. Right. And that, ha- that is hard. I talk to some of them, and um, as you say, I think they feel very stranded, which is a, a great word. And, and I think we just miss that sense of community because, right. you know, isn't it funny that our whole, the whole thrust of Jesus was to gather around the table of the Lord to come together. And everything right. we do is about gathering either on the table right. of the Lord or for social events. And what happens now? We are isolated, but not only for us priests and right. deacons, whoever, religious life, to be stranded, but I was thinking in terms of families. Oh, because sure. When Mark talks about, you know, he can't hug his grandchildren, mm. and, they, and they do, like, drive-by waving mm-hmm. or in the driveway. Well, talk about being stranded from your own family. I didn't see my family for three months. And... Right. Now, it doesn't change. I don't, and Richard, I, I'd be curious about some of your spiritual messages that you have for people, like maybe even, what are you thinking about this week? Because the one thing I've noticed is, and I don't mean to be, you know, overly emotional or anything, but, you know, my wife and I sit uh, to watch Mass. Our daughter's there, the dog's there, but Mary and I hold hands all during Mass, it's, sure. and it's in the middle of our home. So sure. there is a blessing to that. Uh, we sure. don't we don't go out to pray together. We pray together right in our home. And don't say our our youngest is special needs. She gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's part. She tells us to be quiet during mass <laughs> if, <laughs> if right. we start talking. Uh-huh. Richard, what are what are your what's uh-huh. what are some spiritual messages you have for folks? Well, I, I think that um, I think that as I one of the things that's good for me as a sacramental theologian and someone who teaches liturgical practices, this is a great time to watch recorded Masses 
around the world, actually, right, right, right. to see liturgical practices. And tr- some are grim, actually, <laughs> what I've been watching. Grim. Um, but, the, but, the, but the themes that I sense being spoken of consistently, whether it's, the, it's through the video, it's the, recording, the recorded liturgies, or even the online, the emails that I receive from different um, spiritual groups and all of that, there's basically three messages that I hear. It's kind of like, don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Because, and secondly, that there is something called the communion of saints mm-hmm. that we're part of, even though there is no physical presence, tactile experience. Mm-hmm. There is this sense of a communion of saints, and, and, and then a movement. The third thing is the movement towards an interiority, so that, you, that this is a time for a mystical stillness and a going inward and finding that communion there and finding hope within. Because we can't do it without the way we are accustomed to doing it. Exactly. In fact, along those lines, Richard, I keep telling people, choose peace over panic, faith over fear, and choose wisdom over worry. Yeah, and beautiful. Choose trust in God. In fact, Mark, take us to break. This has been a great conversation. WNDZ, 750 AM, Chicago, uh, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408 with Father Richard Fragamini. When we come back, maybe, Richard, you can share a few spiritual reflections with us that, that our listeners would benefit from. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. that inspires individuals and groups of people to achieve important goals. And in recent weeks, teamwork has been essential to our food and nutrition services at Catholic Charities. Careful allocation of food supplies has allowed all nine of our food pantries to serve twice the number of guests they usually see. A detailed coordination of staff and resources has ensured that our WIC centers remain open for families with children under five years old. Despite social distancing, our volunteers and restaurant partners have continued to make to-go meals possible for the hungry and the homeless who come to 721 North LaSalle and our suburban locations. And our creative employees have worked with food vendors and neighbors to make sure homebound seniors and the disabled still have meals delivered to them. Our team members recognize how serious food insecurity can be. Please join us in our mission. Visit www.catholiccharities.net. Ford once said, a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business. At Catholic Charities, we are deeply grateful to our corporate partners who agree with Henry Ford. Some of our corporate partners make a financial commitment each year to the work of Catholic Charities. Other partners donate or offer reduced prices on goods and services that help our clients find stability in their lives. Still other corporate leaders gather their employees and regularly volunteer at our food pantries and our suppers for the homeless. 
For over a century, support from businesses large and small has been vital to our efforts to strengthen the lives of individuals and communities, one person, one family at a time. If you'd like to join us in our mission, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Thank you. listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Father Richard Fragamini. one of the things that I've picked up from our parishioners at Holy Name Cathedral in our Zoom meetings for a variety of things, they miss their priests. They miss seeing their priests. Yeah, um, and the whole staff, And I'm sure, and, and I've been Our Lady of Pompeii, I see how close you are with the congregation uh, at Our Lady of Pompeii. They miss you, Richard, I'm sure. Is there any Pentecost message you can share with our folks that um, they can't be with you, but they can hear, uh, our listeners could hear some of the beautiful spiritual messages that I've heard from you over the years? Uh, the, um, the Pentecost message that I'm going to be using, we're going to record this Liturgy of the Word uh, for Pentecost on Saturday. So we can upload it for Sunday. So you can give them a teaser. Don't give them the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I'd like to recommend it to to uh, our listeners here. But what is your? Uh, um, give us your web. Oh, it's our Lady of Pompeii dot org. Okay. All small letters. Pompeii has two eyes at the end. Okay, our Lady of Pompeii dot org. Our Lady of Pompeii dot org, and yeah, you can you can hear the virtual. Mm-hmm. Everything is is there, um, but um, what we're going to do is um, there is this wonderful Pentecost sequence. Um, there, there used to be in the or, or, or earlier liturgical tradition sequences for every major festival mm-hmm. in the Church. I have an old missal from the 1600s and the Roman missal, and there are sequences there for every Egypt major saint's days. Mm-hmm. Sequences uh, are things that follow... Uh, there are things that follow, like a poem that follows after the second reading mm-hmm. before the gospel acclamation. And um, for the Pentecost sequence is oblig- obligatory, uh, and the Easter sequence is obligatory. They're the only two left that are of, of, of some obligation to be recited or prayed, and I'm sure at the cathedral you'll be uh, doing some form of that as well mm-hmm. for your Sunday Mass. But what I've been recommending and what I will be doing is I'm going to do a meditation on the um, sequence of Pentecost because it's the invocation of the Holy Spirit. And I think that throughout this uh, stay-at-home order, all these 12 weeks that we've been away, I think it's the Holy Spirit that we need to pay attention to to see what it's leading us to in, in recreating our, our communities. Because when we go back... In these phases, like phase one is opening now, and phase 1A, mm-hmm. we just 
we just sent in our paperwork for certification, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be quite the same. Exactly. And I think the Holy Spirit is the is the is the is the breath of God, as it says here. Uh, it's the it's the ray of light that's been given to us from the Father and the Son that can inspire our minds um, to rethink and reimagine how we can find that communion of saints tangibly again. I think I think Richard, you hit something important. When the doors open, things will be different. You see, some yeah. people's minds were like we're supposed to be like flipping the lights on and all come back in. It'll be so different. Now it's the same Lord, same building you're walking into. But I always keep saying to people, um, the churches are not closed. Buildings are closed. You are the church. We are the body of Christ. Yes. And, and they can re- and really have people realize that they take on that they right. are the church, but it's going to be different. But when you think about it, Richard and Mark, you know, things are always changing. You look at a picture of yourself from five years ago and say, whoa, this is what I looked like five years ago or 25 years ago or my college graduation picture, my ordination, I look like, I look like an altar boy. I've looked old my whole life. And, well, your lack of hair doesn't help. But you know, it's so true, Richard. You look, we look at our... Now, I was ordained in 79. You were ordained in what year? 75. Are you 75? I, mean, I was ordained in... Yeah, I, was yeah. in I was ordained in the holy year uh, yeah. of, of reconciliation when we were able to use... The prayers for the for the first um, the first time we use those Eucharistic prayers for reconciliation because yeah. it was the general and so was Blade, uh, Cardinal Supish was ordained the same year. He's class of seventy five. I don't right. know. Uh, right, we're Omaha. I was in, I was Albany. ordained on the fifteenth of August of that year. The so was he? No, he was ordained on the sixteenth of August. Oh, was he a little was, slower? Yeah, <laughs> I was ordained. I was ordained on the feast of the the solemnity of the Assumption, Assumption. of Mary, right. which was a Friday night, and he was ordained on the feast of get this Saint Rocco on oh. the sixteenth. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. On a Saturday, sure. Yes. Now, how did you know he was ordained August sixteenth? Oh, um, just from. Um, it's pretty good. From, how about uh, how about sports for three hundred? Yeah, right. <laughs> that but is... I'm just wondering, uh, since you've asked me to use this meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Greg, you were finished. You've been finishing something about looking at photographs you know, and just, seeing how things change. Yeah, how we, you know, we're changing. So when people say, "Oh, it's going to be so different," and I'm saying, "Yes, it is," but that's okay because God is with us, and God will see us through this. So that'll be different. But uh, our lives are always changing. We don't even realize it. Yes. I think of the bookmark of Teresa of Avila. Let nothing affright you. Let nothing yeah. disturb you. All things are changing. God alone remains. Now, one that I, prayer that I use, maybe you can help me out. I memorized it years ago, and I can't think of the saint who said it. I say this every day about ten times. It's four lines. Lord Jesus, may I trust in you completely, that I know you're with me, and I shall not fear and you, Lord, will do the rest. Mm-hmm. Is that, do, you, do you remember who said I, I don't know that prayer, no, but yeah. it's certainly a sentiment that's really applicable and necessary it for touched us my heart. Days. Mark, take us to break here. This is, you're, this is going by Can fast. I just tell my quick sure. St. Teresa of Avila quote that I used my whole life as a fundraiser? She was talking to one of her novices, and she, the novice said to St. Teresa of Avila, you know, 
raising money is dirty. It's it's filthy. It's, she said, my child, it's like manure. You sp- <laughs> it stinks. You spread it over the ground, and things grow. On that note, on that note, thank you, Saint, Saint Teresa of Avila, WNDC, seven fifty a.m. three one two two five five eight four zero eight Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes, Father Richard Fragamini. Please stay tuned. in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408 with Father Richard Fragamini, who is going to be presenting a virtual retreat connecting our hearts in this time of distancing. How timely to be offering that. Richard, do you want to explain the retreat and how people can connect with this wonderful opportunity? Uh, And and, and if I may also, you asked me to do an inspiring piece, and I mentioned that sequence. Oh, yeah. Perhaps... It's a very short piece. Maybe, uh, Mark, we could fit it in at the end of our uh, show today. And you could sing it. 
Oh, I, I won't sing it, but Come I'm on. excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll save that. Now. We'll save it toward the end of the program. Yeah, that's fine. So let's that, let's promote the. I think it's a nice the, uh, way to end right. for, for this Pentecost time. So what's happening um, on June sixth, Richard? Yes, on June sixth at the shrine, we're t- attempting a virtual pilgrimage. The idea is not novel, like the coronavirus. Uh, yeah. The um, the the idea I've found from people from other. Uh, in, in many cases, other religious traditions. In fact, one of my dear friends just went on to a silent retreat for six days, hmm. a silent retreat hmm. virtually with the Buddhist community. Really? So you, exactly. They, they, they Zoomed in the, the talks, and then they had a schedule that they all agreed upon, a silence and having lunch uh, you know, in their own homes and then coming back and she was uh, able to do this because she and her husband are, are uh, you know, alone in their home. And uh, so she did a, re- a silent retreat. So I said, now, did, did he join her in terms of the six-day silent retreat? I, I'm not sure. That's I amazing. don't know that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, but I, I saw the pattern and, um, as it was being presented and advertised. And so I spoke to our staff on a Zoom meeting, of course, because we were going to have our annual pilgrimage on that day for it's a, it's called moving on for grace it was a it's a pilgrimage for for widows and widowers and people who have lost their spouses and uh, even through divorce for instance mm-hmm. and um and but obviously that wasn't going to happen so we decided that we could do something else and take the opportunity of that annual day so uh, we uh, and we were looking to have only 15 registered, mm-hmm. uh, thinking that that would be a good number for those little squares that you were mentioning, right, Greg? Um, but we've opened it up uh, to uh, 20, mm-hmm. so we're already up to 15. Okay, and um, and so there are some slots available, and um, if we get others, I mean, I I mean, I don't. It's an experiment. Mm-hmm. We have never done a non-face-to-face re- uh, morning of recollection. Now, where will you be stationed to do this? In the rectory, in the church? Um, we, we, um, uh, um, most likely, I will be quarantining right here in my home mm-hmm. uh, where I uh, will be offering these reflections. Interesting. Now, if somebody wants to join, there's five slots available how can they join? Little, but, but I think what will open if there is if there are five more people interested, this will be will just open it up mm-hmm. for as many as as they as and give they us want. a phone number or web they can um, uh, they register. Can, they can right they can uh, and they can do it on the uh, on our website uh, actually. Our Lady, Pompeii. Pompeii. Our Lady of Pompeii dot org, or they could call the uh, the shrine offices, which are which is three one two. Four two one three seven five seven. Then number once again, Richard. Three one two four two one three seven five seven. And uh, we are we are circulating our, our answering. There's always someone in the office mm-hmm. on a rotating basis. Now so it this, begins what time on June sixth? It begins on Saturday morning, June sixth at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. And we end by noon. Okay. And there'll be some there'll be some prayer. There'll be a couple of presentations that I will offer some silent time, and then also, since we have this Zoom function, there is an opportunity for sharing, which we'll attempt. Um, it's our first endeavor. Mm-hmm. It will not be the same as taking a pilgrimage 
and, and in, a, in a journey to the shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii and the lovely environment of that church building. But it's an opportunity uh, to continue our ministry as a shrine for the archdiocese. Now, will food be provided? <laughs> <laughs> Always is at Pompeii. It always is. This is like, it's almost like the communion service. How do we at Masses, we can't share food and drink? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so so in a sense, it'll be be spiritual communion. I've had more people so miss the Eucharist. Oh. They're just craving to get back to receive Holy Communion. They so miss it. Yeah. And uh, which, which is, there's, the, there's that hunger for the bread of life. One family, this is interesting, one family in our neighborhood who watches a, a, a live stream recording, so it's live streams, it's, so it's synchronous. Mm-hmm. Um, what they have, how they've solved it, and again, this may seem uh, uh, secular or, 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 or insensitive to some, they eat breakfast together as they're watching the Mass. Oh, that's interesting. So they're watching the Mass, and they're eating, and they're enjoying breakfast. So they're kind of like the ancient Christians who would have an agape uh, Mm -hmm. meal. Yes. They're eating their breakfast and watching the live stream of their Mass. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, nor have I. Now, now one thing I think Richard and for Mark to realize is I've had many people tell me when the doors are open for Mass, some are reluctant to come back afraid of coronavirus, you know, the, yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. So maybe we can talk more about that. It's 849. Mark, take us to break. We're at WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408 with Father Richard Fragamini. When we come back, I'd like to discuss some brainstorming ideas of we're in the church, but can we gather outside the church? Uh, there are beautiful grounds at Ampey and Cathedral to see if there might be some ways that we can gather in different ways than we have in the past. We'll talk a few minutes. Please stay tuned. nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Throughout this pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to develop the most effective ways possible to respond to the needs of our clients and communities. 
In the past month, our call center has received 250 calls a day for emergency services. More than 450 seniors are being visited by home care aides who help them with housekeeping, groceries, and personal care. Mental health services are being provided to more than 600 people via phone and video. Our friendly, knowledgeable staff is working nonstop, so we are always ready for whoever might reach out to us next. If we can be of assistance to you, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408, Catholic Chicago, Father Richard Fragamini. Uh, before break, I was just thinking as we were chatting, I was thinking of the beautiful Holy Saturday gathering at, you know, when yeah. we do the creation reading on yeah. the steps there. Have you thought of any gatherings other than in the church proper in terms of safe distancing, but like a broader reach for people? Sure. And uh, certainly, uh, certainly this has been spoken of actually in some of the archdiocesan um, guidelines that we've been given, that outdoor liturgies are not permissible yet. Mm-hmm. And that yet word means there's an openness to do um, outdoor celebrations of the Eucharist, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's, that's to be determined, I think, by the governor and by the archbishop and, and all of that. But I think that's something that can be done in many cases. Um, in fact, some places around the United States have done drive-in masses. Wow. Uh, and I've seen photographs of, 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 of an Easter Sunday in the parking lot where the priest has given uh, photographs of priests giving communion to people in their, in their cars. cars. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that, those photos as well? Yeah. I haven't seen them, but I've heard about it. The one, yes. I, the, the one I didn't like was where that priest was squirt-gunning holy water. Mm. <laughs> Did you see that one? I saw For that one, baptism. Yeah. Yeah. It was the baptism. Oh, yeah. okay. It was a baptism. I, I, I saw a photograph where the priest had a squirt gun, and he was baptizing at a distance like this, and I was like, well, mm. we, are, we are looking to these alternatives. Yeah, right. different ways. I mean, I, I, mean, I was speaking to a priest friend of mine in Montana, and they were going to do three baptisms, spatially distanced, because their churches are more open than ours are, mm-hmm. because of the less number of, of cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going to have the parents pour the water over the heads of their babies as he spoke the words. Really? Oh. Now, the bishop seems to if, if this is the, the bishop seems to have been okay with that but then the chrismation after b- baptism of infants that was a whole other story that, that the parents certainly couldn't chrismate their own babies mm-hmm. but but these 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 alternatives are arising yeah new ways um, of new ways of churching if you want to call it right and and even now uh, we have the guidelines and I'm going to be asking uh, I was on those video conferences for the clergy. Mm-hmm. I attended them uh, to hear. But there was one question I failed to ask, which was, when we are praying Eucharistic prayer, we're speaking. And in some cases, even with a mic on, we're speaking quite loudly. 
does the 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 the, uh, the consecrated bread, the the body of Christ, uh, should we be covering those receptacles because we're speaking over them, mm-hmm. and 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 even if we were uh, part of this virus without knowing it, oh, would are we, we spreading would, it? Correct. So that so that so is there should be a recommendation from the archdiocese. I have not seen it clearly that those vessels either put, are put to the side of the altars that we use for the mm-hmm. communion mm-hmm. Uh, when we open in phase two, or at a funeral even. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we certainly but, know that the, the cup is only going to be for the uh, presider. For the pre- presider, exactly. And for a concelebrant, a separate cup. Exactly. I, now, I noticed that's what you do. Uh, exactly, with the cardinal, right. which he has his own chalice, I have I mine. Did a separate cup, the two cups there. But now we're down to the last couple of minutes. I didn't want to forget the uh, prayer. Uh, how long is that prayer? May I pray take? that to the Spirit? Yeah, oh, please sure. do. Please do that. To, to the right will be, now. Re- we'll recite this on Sunday as well. Come, Holy Spirit, come, and from your celestial home, shed a ray of light divine. Come, Father of the poor. Come, Source of all our store. Come within our bosom, shine. You of comforters the best, you the soul's most welcome guest, sweet refreshment here below. In our labor rest most sweet, grateful coolness in the heat, solace in the midst of woe. O most blessed light divine, shine within these hearts of thine, and our inmost being fill. Where you are not, we have not, nothing good in deed or thought, nothing free from taint of ill. And here's a good one. Heal our wounds, our strength renew. On our dryness, pour your dew. Wash the stains of guilt away. Bend the stubborn heart and will. Melt the frozen, warm the chill. Guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful, who adore and confess you evermore, in your sevenfold gifts descend. Give us virtue's sure reward. Give them your salvation, Lord. Give us joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. Beautiful, beautiful. That was powerful. There it really was. It's a great ancient prayer of the church. We have about thirty seconds, Richard. Any closing thoughts? Uh, stay safe, stay well, and I'm so happy to have time to share with you, Mark, and with you, yeah. Greg. Yeah, this has been wonderful. It's been a long time. Thank we'll you. We'll be back again soon, uh, Richard. Thanks. And uh, you've, you're an outstanding priest, and all that you have done. And even in this whole thing, we have to uh, know that God is with us to stay positive, but. There's a lot of stress, and there's a lot of worry and fear, and, and also we pray for the people who have lost their jobs, looking for ways to pay their bills and put food on the table. It's a tough, it's right now it's a tough economy. And Richard, could you keep Marty and Shannon in your prayers, and maybe our listeners, keep all expectant mothers in your prayers. Yes, and those especially who have lost loved ones to COVID-19. So I want to thank in a very special way Father Richard Fragamini, is the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii, has done great work in Chicago since 1990, 30 years, it's like Uncle Buck came over for, for dinner and hasn't left. And, yeah, uh, for 30, like, but what a gift for us. But uh, wow. Albany's loss has been our gain exactly. on loan here to Chicago. I want to thank in a very special way co-host Mark Teresi. Mark, always thank great you. to be with you. We'll walk back to the cathedral. Yes. Special great work of our uh, producer, Jim Dish, and great work of our engineer, Michael May, who was so cool today as we had a struggle at 8 o'clock <laughs> to get on the air, but He's so cool under fire and did so well. So to all our listeners, may God bless all of you. Stay safe. Our prayers are with you. Have a blessed, blessed weekend coming up. Happy Pentecost. Happy Pentecost. God bless. 
Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.